What's up, everyone? This is James Quilty. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Your Faith podcast. Today, we are answering some questions. So without any further ado, let's get to it. As followers of Christ, we know the reward that awaits us at the end of our lives. The big question is, how do we live our life here on earth as we walk towards eternity? Is it a sin to want to earn more money than what I already have, or should I be grateful for just getting by? Do I stay single like Paul, or do I get married? Am I less righteous for wanting a nice home or a new car? And is God more pleased with me if I'm in shape than if I was unhealthy? These are the questions that I had years ago, and through the scriptures, I found timeless principles that not only answer these simple questions, but unlocked a path to an abundant life that Jesus talked about. My name is James Quilty. Join me as I seek, share, and learn to apply the simple principles hidden in the Bible that teach us how to be successful in this life the way God intended. Welcome to the Beyond Your Faith podcast. So we got a question uh, from one of our listeners, and I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to do my best to actually uh, answer this. So it says, how can we trust in the sovereignty of God and diminish arguments among believers? So um, I, I, I want to kind of break this uh, question up in, into two parts, but um, I I kind of understand like where this question is coming from, where you see a lot of believers that are fighting amongst uh, each other. You see a lot of believers that are basically acting like people in the world, and you're like, where in the world is is God, right? And 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 I totally uh, understand that, and I totally get that. But first, I want to uh, address the first part of the question: How can you trust in the sovereignty of God? Well, first and foremost. Um, if, uh, if you don't know the definition, cause I didn't, I actually had to look it up, um, you know, like a couple months ago, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, but sovereignty means supreme power and authority, right? And if you look at like the United States, when it was first created, um, the sovereignty of our nation was, um, based off of the, the people itself. That was how our founding fathers, um, you know, wrote that into the constitution, right? Because they came under a, um, they came from, um, a tyrannical King of England. Now, if you've seen things have shifted, that sovereignty has moved from the people into the power of what? Government and institutions, right? And so now these institutions think that they're the supreme uh, authority. So when you're talking about the sovereignty of God, he is still in control over everything. But how can you really trust that? Well, I, um, in my, I'm going to use, um, again, myself, because I can't speak to anybody else. But what I have noticed is that in the times where I have totally um, doubted God and I've totally you know doubted you know my beliefs in Jesus and also you know, in 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 the faith it usually stemmed from one of two things it usually stemmed from um, I prayed for something and it didn't happen or uh, something bad you know, happened to me or somebody around me and um, immediately I started questioning uh, my faith and I submit to you uh, that if that has ever happened to you um, just because bad things are happening around you, to you, or to other people, that still does not um, uh, what was that? invalidate or it still doesn't um, change the fact that God is ultimately in charge and he is all-powerful, right? So um, an example that I, I like to use is uh, parents, right? So if you have any children, 
And maybe when you were growing up, if you don't have any children, right, if you're listening uh, to this, um, there may have been some times where you did not like your parents very much, right? Um, or there may be some times, you know, where your children don't like you very much, right? They had done something, they had not followed the, um, you know, the rules of the house, whatever that may be, and they had some consequences, and they didn't like those consequences. And so they uh, questioned, is like, well, who are you to tell me, you know, what I can and can't do? Who put you in charge? Well, Maybe that has never happened to you, but um, I know my sister, <laughs> she has uh, said those words uh, you know, to, to my dad. And you know what? In um, the not those specific words, I've said the same thing, right? But the fact of the matter is just because I don't like what's happening to me and just because I don't like what my mom and dad had said to me or um, my kids may not like what my wife and I have said to them based upon their actions, it still doesn't change the fact that we are their parents. It still doesn't change the fact that my mom and dad, they are still my parents. They still have ultimate authority over me when I am younger. Why? Because the my mom birthed me and my dad helped to father me. It's just the way that it is. And there's nothing that I can do to change that. And the same thing with the authority of God. He created the heavens and the earth. He created this um platform for us to live and to operate in. And regardless of what's happening to us, it doesn't change the fact that God is still God. Does that make any sense? And whenever I had started to doubt my faith, when whether I'd gone to him in prayer or when I confessed this to you know um, you know one of my uh, you know faith-filled uh, you know friends or pastors, uh, they always you know seem to uh, have like you know the, the same answer in the in the sense of they would say, well, when you go to the scriptures, why do you think God had put all of those stories in there, good and bad? I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, he's and, and they would, you know, tell me that the reason that those uh, stories are in there is for us as a, a lamppost, right? And it's a a, um, a roadmap, so to speak, to show you the authority of God and to let you know that hey. He is the ultimate authority, and whatever he says goes. You may not agree with what's going on, but ultimately, it's uh, God's decision. And if you go back to Genesis, the um, a lot of us seem to think that the um, the um, the the big thing in Genesis when Adam and Eve uh, sinned, when they bit from the apple, that you know they were just you know totally you know, disobeying God, which technically they were. But you know what the big thing was? Why do you think the enemy wanted them to eat that apple? Or even um, you know before that, why do you think God even put that tree in there? What was the purpose of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Was it for uh, was it when they bit that that they finally realized that there was evil in the world? Uh, no. What that tree was was the knowledge of good and evil. It was representative of the ultimate authority on who says what is right and who is wrong. And that authority is reserved for God and God alone. So when the enemy was trying to tempt Eve and also, you know, Adam, when he uh, followed suit, when they bit into that apple, it was because the enemy tempted them with, listen, when you do this, you get to make your own rules. You get to be God. That's the whole point of God being God is that he decides on what is right and what is wrong. Does that make sense? Not man, not anybody else. 
else. And that was the uh, original sin. So when we see things that are going on and we don't understand, we start, we immediately start to question the sovereignty of God. But guess what? We are looking at things from a faulty uh, pair of goggles, a faulty lens, so to speak. And like I said before, it usually stems from something didn't happen that I wanted or something's happening to me that I didn't ask for or something's happening to somebody that I care about that I just don't understand. And sometimes, you know, we just have to trust that God has our best interest at heart. I love the story of Job because if you look at Job, God even says that he was righteous among all those other people. He didn't do anything wrong, but then, you know, this was a... um, this was a lesson that he was basically you know, trying to um, put the enemy in his place. But Job didn't know anything about that. All he knew was that, you know, he's serving God. Everything is great. Next thing he knows, um, in a matter of just like a few hours, he loses his health. He loses his family, all of his children, and he loses all of his wealth. I mean, pretty much ever all of the blessings that the, the Lord had given him, he had taken it uh, away. And he's like, what in the world? But again, what most people miss in that story was that the enemy wasn't just going off half cocked. He wasn't just doing anything to, um, you know, because of his own power. No, he was given the authority by God. And it wasn't because he was trying to punish Job. It had everything to do with uh, the enemy. And God was trying to, once again, put the enemy in his place to show him you don't have any power. This is, um, you know, this is bigger than you. Does that make any sense? And so a lot of times when we question, when things are going around us, the sovereignty of God is still, it doesn't change. And I also submit to you also is that when you're reading the scriptures, those stories that are in there, just because you weren't there doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. And I'm going to, I'm just, again, you know, full transparency. Um, when I doubt a lot of times when I read those stories, especially some of like the major miracles, uh, let's just say parting of the Red Sea. Um, let's just say with, um, uh, what is it? Uh, David and Goliath. Um, what are some of the other like really miraculous? Ones? Oh, Jesus, you know, um, uh, healing, you know, paralytics and giving people, uh, you know, their sight. Oh, and the big one, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, right? Getting thrown into the fiery furnace and they're walking around and they don't even, you know, die, right? When I read those stories, I'm like, eh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I doubt a lot. I was like, did that really happen? I don't know. But what I submit to you is that even though we weren't there, even though these stories were written thousands of years ago, there are still people today that are serving the Lord, that God is still inspiring. And guess what? They are continuing to share stories even today as a roadmap for us to continually give us hope and also to establish that God is the ultimate authority. I have two books here. Um, you just as an example, one of them, this was from my library, is from uh, Norman Vincent Peale, and it's called The Power of Positive Thinking. If you have not read this book, I highly recommend that you pick it up. Um, it's it's really, it has a, some really good you know content, but it's not just about thinking positive thoughts. And thinking, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. That has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with sharing stories of people that were going through a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, really tough times, and the Lord always came through right? There's another one that was I just recently picked up, which I, I love. I'm almost uh, done with it. And it's by Stephen K. Scott, and it's called The Joseph 
principles, right? Turning adversity and heartache into miraculous living. And again, there is a lot of miraculous stories that happen here in this book that Stephen K. Scott shares, especially something that happened to him personally, to his oldest uh, son. But those stories are there, again, to show us the miraculous, to show us that despite everything that's going on in the world today, the Lord is still alive, he is still well, and he is still providing uh, or still um, accomplishing uh, miracles for all of us, right? So I just wanted to kind of, you know, um, share that to, to kind of establish the sovereignty of, of God. And so now in the, the last part of the, uh, the question about uh, diminishing arguments among believers, here's the thing. Right, and I know that we see a lot of believers, um, or how should I say this? Um, I submit to you that there are a lot of people that go to church. There's a lot of people that say that they've been saved. There's a lot of people that say that they, um, you know, love Jesus that aren't Christians whatsoever. There's still a lot of people who are in church that are saved that are looking at pornography. There's still a lot of people that are in church that say that they love Jesus and they're alcoholics. There's still people that are in church today. And they're abusing children. Um, I'm just going to say that. They are, right? But that has nothing to do with the sovereignty of God. And I want to share a story with you. This is in uh, John, right? Uh, John, uh, the very end of the uh, the book. So that is uh, chapter 21, um, starting at verse uh, 29, okay? And it says, Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. <laughs> I find this so uh, hilarious. I don't know about you, but the book of John was written by John, and he puts in here that Jesus, uh, that this is the person that Jesus loved. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's so hilarious. He's writing a book about himself, and he just had to put in there that, you know, what's up? Jesus loves me. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> the, the humanity of the apostles is just so funny, but I don't know. I find that you know, hilarious. But anyway, so, and then it says, who has had, who had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter seeing him said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? And he's pointing to John, right? And then Jesus says to Peter, Jesus said to him, if I, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So what does that say to me? So a lot of times we're looking about what's going on with other believers and we're arguing and you know they're doing a lot of bad things. But just like Peter was pointing out, well, what about that one, Lord? What is Jesus saying today? He's saying, what is that of you? What business is that of you? Uh, of you? What, what, is that your business? No, you just follow me. And, I, and I'm not trying to say this in a harsh way, but what I'm trying to say is that we can't control other people. We can't. You can try. Women have been trying to, you know, change their husbands and they've been marrying you men hoping that they can change them. And that has not worked out very well. It's why even in the church, we have um, a, a divorce rate of like 50%, the same in the world, right? And it's because a lot of times we get into situations, one, because we want to change that person or we want to save them. And a lot of times the person is like, I don't need to be saved. I'm good. Even though they're doing things that are against what the Lord says in the scriptures. But again, that is not our responsibility. And I know there's a lot of um, you know, church-going people that say, well, in the scriptures it says you know, that you should you know, uh, you bring them before the elders and you should basically you know, call them out and you, know, you should rebuke them and yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. How's that working out for you? 
I know that that says that in there. But again, what did Jesus say to Peter? He says, if I say, if this uh, person stays until I come, what is that to you? You just follow me. And most of us are looking on the outside because we haven't addressed the things that are in our life or because we feel that things are out of control and because we really haven't taken the time to delve into these scriptures to find the principles that God laid out us and start applying these principles into our own lives because we haven't done that because we've been uh, you know conditioned to do things the world's way what are we doing we are we feel like our lives are out of control and so now we are pointing to other people and what they are doing the best thing that you you can do is to first hand again not to get you know so like crude or anything but handle your business <laughs> you know that's what my friends used to say uh when i was growing up to work on yourself right don't look at what other people are doing what you can do best is work on what you have control over and that is yourself and that is uh in your sphere of your family right you'll never have a public victory before you have a private victory and it and it first works on first you have to you know, work on yourself then you work on help with your family and then you work on the community and then you work on the world and it doesn't um, change. That is the process. That is how God laid everything out since the beginning of time when he put Adam and Eve in the garden. And I know it is frustrating when the news that you are seeing, you see all these things that are um, you know, happening. But again, do you have control over all of that? Did Job have control of what was happening to him? No. Do we have control of what's going on in the world? No. What do we have control over? We have control over one, our heart and who we decide to put that trust into. Two, if you have a family, if you're married, if you have children, you have control over that family. You are supposed to be shepherd, shepherding your um as a husband, shepherding your wife, shepherding your children, right? As a wife, you are there to be supporting your husband and also shepherding with the children. Does that make any sense? So before we start pointing like, why is this happening, Lord? Why is this happening? We first have to start working on ourselves. We first have to start handling the situations that are in our lives in order for us to be effective everywhere else. And if you're looking at the news and you're looking about other believers, even if you go into church and you know somebody was really like nasty to you, which that is just life, you can't change that. The person that cuts you off, you can't change that that person is cutting you off. But I still submit to you, even though you may not understand it, and even though you may be getting angry, and even though um, with all the, the bad things that you see on the news that are happening, and you're like, how could this be happening? I still submit to you because the words of Jesus ring true in what he said to Peter. If I will for him to stay alive until I come back, what is that to you? Follow me. And he was trying to tell Peter, it doesn't, it's none of your business what I have planned for everybody else. You just follow me and do what I have commissioned you to do. Does that make any sense? Then, um, and I hope that I've answered that question, I mean, as best as I possibly can. 
But what I have found in my life is when I have started to see and notice problems about what other people are doing, not from the heart of, I want to help them, but from the heart of, well, hey, how come that's happening, Lord? Or how come this is happening? Or, you know, I asked for this and how come this isn't happening? It usually stems from something is not working and um, it's too uh, you know painful for me to address that. And so it's easy for me to just start uh, you know, pointing you know fingers at what's going on around me. Does that make any sense? And it doesn't really matter anyway because you don't have any control over that. You don't have control over the you know the democrats and the republicans you don't have control over you know the the president and the people that are running for the presidency you don't have control over the people that right now are you know doing like really um you know, really not so smart things. You don't have control over the economy. You don't have control over any of that. You don't have control over your boss. So if your boss decides to wake up one day and he decides to fire you, you don't have any control over that. What you do have control over is how you handle situations that are coming into your life. What you do have control is, is who you put your faith into. What you do have control is the, um, the people that the Lord has placed in your care. That is what you have control. Follow me. The words of Jesus. We can't, again, because we live in a world where there's not, God hasn't changed and he hasn't healed the world yet. He's paid the price for us so we will never be separated from him ever. But he hasn't you know, fully changed the, the world to put it back the way that it was. He hasn't redone heaven, just like it says in Revelations. He hasn't. And he has a plan. We don't know what that plan is, but we can trust that, you know what, it's a good plan because he is ultimately, he's good, right? And he's sovereign. And um, one of the hardest things that a lot of people have, especially if they haven't um, come to Christ, is, well, who's, who's this God? Well, the fact of the matter is, is whether you believe in him or not, doesn't matter. He created everything, everything is his, and he can do whatever he wants to. Does that make sense? The same thing with uh, you know your your home um, that you have purchased that you're living in. You know I may like not like the paint that you put on that uh, that home, or I may not like the cars that you have bought. But guess what? It doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter to you. It is your things. It is your home, and you can do whatever it is that you want to do it. Does that make any sense? And it doesn't matter what anybody else uh, thinks. So. I hope that you've gotten some value of that. And I just want, again, really quick to say, it's okay to doubt. It's okay to be frustrated. And it's okay to to, to have your heart go out for people that um, are suffering. And it's okay to question, especially of people who are supposedly supposed to be in the faith, not acting the way that they're supposed to. That is okay. And Jesus has never uh, you know, been upset. He never got upset with any of his uh, followers, you know, questioning or anything. I mean, there's a couple times he got kind of, you know, irritated with the disciples. Um, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, how long must I be with you people? I laugh at that every time I read that. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, even Jesus got frustrated. Oh, okay, all right, um, I don't feel so bad. But the, the point is, is that it's okay for that. But just remember that ultimately, God created the heavens and the earth. He is the ultimate authority. He can do whatever it is that he wants. And I am just so grateful that he uh, loves us enough to save us. And he loves us enough to give us that freedom to kind of find our way with him and to also have those questions and those doubts and not hold that against us. Does that make any sense?
So that's all I have for you. I hope you got some value out of this. I know this was a little bit of a longer episode. I apologize for that. But again, if you have any more questions, please send them in. They, um, you can always uh, submit them. There's always a, a little space where you can type in uh, your question at the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I'm going to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found this episode informative, inspiring, and most of all, helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. Until next time, keep searching God's word and applying what you have learned to live an abundant life that honors him.